This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. (whistles) Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Watford are on the counter-attack. Forestieri. listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Justin. And I'm Peter. And joining us for the opposition view this time round, Josh from Blues Focus. Hope I got that right. How are you doing, Josh? Yeah, good. Thanks. Good. Just enjoying the international break, but ready for some proper football to come back this weekend. Yes, absolutely. That's far more like it. Nobody likes the international break, really, because it's shite primarily. Mm. But there we go. Never mind. Not proper (laughs) football. Other than, of course... You have a certain Mr. Bellingham, once of your parish. You've just sold, you've just sold another Bellingham. Have you got any more Bellinghams up your sleeve that you're going to inflict on the international stage uh, at any point? Not that I know of, but I'd certainly hope so. We'd like to see a couple more of them come through the Blues ranks. Yeah, I, I, I bet you would. I bet you would. The big news, obviously, everybody saw the big advert and Tom Brady drinking in a pub in Birmingham, an experience he's probably never had before, I think we can say without hesitation. How is the – because the last time, a couple of times we, we spoke to you guys, obviously the ownership was a constant kind of albatross around your neck. It, is it all partying and celebrations at the moment? A hundred percent, I would say. So it's, we don't really know what to do with ourselves at the moment because – Obviously, we're so used to all the doom and gloom and they've come in, the new owners, and haven't put a step wrong, really, so far. And it's, as you say, it's, it is like a giant party at the Blues and we're just riding that wave at the moment. So let it continue. I presume, I presume that Birmingham Council have come out and announced bankruptcy just to make you all feel at home. <laughs> Financial security was something that, you know, under, under Carson Young and everything, you just went, oh my God, it's gone from yeah. bad to worse. So it's all good. It's all moving in the right direction. Obviously, your, there's a couple of other things that we need to focus on a little bit before we get onto the game. We had him here for quite a time. He came back to his boyhood club for a little while, and now he's basically down there enjoying vegan pasty pies or whatever it is <laughs> you have at Forest Green Rovers. What did you guys make of the time that Troy Deeney spent with you? What's his legacy and what's his memory at Birmingham? Uh, I think it depends on who you ask, to be honest. Personally, when he came in, it was all fantastic. He's home. He's going to change the team and make us amazing. And then he ran on the pitch and didn't really do a lot, to be honest. He led. He was good with the youngsters, like telling them what to do. But he just wasn't the player that he was for you. And that shows that the fact he's left us and gone straight to Forest Green Rovers. So it was nice to have him for a point, but I think towards the end it was just a case of he's on wage, like large wages, let's get rid and 
we'll try and remember the good times that he had off the few goals that he did score for us. Yeah, he's, he was never really going to be the same sort of player, I don't think. He was coming towards the end of his career. And I did see a rather... I don't know if it was actually him who said it or whether it was attributed to him or whether it was just a, a meme that someone had made and he didn't even probably say it. Probably us. It was probably us. It's, I probably made this and I forgot. But there was comments attributed to players that go off to Saudi at the end of their career and don't go back to the lower leagues, which is where they came from sort of thing. I don't know if that was a Barber Andre. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, he's. I think he's... The thing with Troy is he's honest, I think. That's one thing that you would always take away from listening to him or whatever. He, he's an honest person and an honest guys I think he genuinely is quite happy to be at Forest Green Rovers I don't think he's unhappy about it but I don't think he was ever going to be anywhere near the 20 plus goals a season player that we had in the, in the middle of, of his career with us because it just it was never going to happen the 2010s yeah, what, that long what ago. description is that Peter because it's not the 20s is, is it the 10s that's can you just say the 10s you call can, it the 2010s that's okay. why when I said 2010s you instantly recognised the period I was talking I'm about I'm glad so you came in thank you thank you for rescuing me there Thank you. You're welcome. We norm- <laughs> normally have a third wheel here, and, and and therefore we'd squabble a bit more. But because Carl's not here, <laughs> yeah, true. Um, I'm having to do it for him. Thank you. And a big hello to him on the Sun Lounger out there. So getting back to Birmingham City, just momentarily. <laughs> obviously, well, we're momentarily distracted with football. It's been a it's been an okay start to your season. You were away at Swansea, if I remember, first mm-hmm. game of the season, yeah. got a draw. You've had you've had three wins and then an, another draw. Is it that was that away at Millwall or was that your? No, that was at home. Yeah. So take us through in terms of obviously pretty good results wise, what have been the performances like? And then at this moment in time between now and Saturday, how's everybody feeling about John Eustace, another man of this parish previously? The performances have been good to be fair. Obviously we're used to performance of just scraping by really, getting the results when we can, digging them out of nowhere and being surprised when we do get results. Swansea at the start of the season was a game that we, if you'd given us a draw at the start, then we definitely would have taken it. But then we came away and thinking, probably could have got a win out of that. And then Bristol was amazing, Bristol City away. That was the first game of the season I went to. That was a brilliant performance. The home game at Leeds, first home game was just, it went perfectly to script, to be honest. It was nil-nil. We were staying in the game, staying in the game, and then got the penalty at the end and Lukas Djukovic hitting it in. But again, another game that we thought we were going to lose going into it but I think just everything around the club like that was when Tom Brady was there that just lifted everyone beat Plymouth as well at home 2-1 another performance where we did well and then scored and then sat back and sat back they scored and it was one of those oh here we go again they're going to get another and then Jay Stansfield and signing we've got on loan what a goal that was to finish it off it was one of those loads of people who left the ground already because they were expecting either 1-1 or Plymouth to score and then he pulls that out of the bag and just amazing. Like that carried on the feeling. And, and then he got, one, he got one in the League Cup, didn't he, as well? I think Jay, Jay Stansfield, or, or am I inventing that in my own brain? Probably. Uh, no, it was. So Hogan scored in the Cup against Cardiff, but he got Stansfield scored against Millwall last week, you which was a, another game where we probably we came away with it thinking we should have got three points, really. When we went behind after four minutes, it was one of those, oh, God, here we go. It's all gone really well, and now it comes tumbling down. Gary Rowett's going to do it against us again, like he always does. <laughs> and it was one of those games that a couple of like seasons ago, even last season, we would have lost 3-0 because we would have had the ball and not known what to do with it, given it away cheaply, and they score. 
But the first half went by and it was, oh, it's going that way. And second half completely changed because we're a different team now. I think we made 13 signings this season. Yeah. And there isn't a single one I'm looking at and going, oh, that's not great. All of them are, they've come in and we've been like, yes, brilliant signing. See where they fit into the team. Even the ones that probably aren't going to be starters, like we signed Oliver Burke on the last day in the transfer window. And that was only a loan, but it's, you can see, him fitting into the team. Well, he's, so, he's one of those mercurial players, isn't he? I remember he was at Forest and he's been out in Germany and all sorts of places. Been here, there, and everywhere, he, yeah. he's, he's been known to either rip it up or mm. he's almost like the Jermaine Pennant of his era, isn't he, really? Is, is he going to score well or is he basically going to steal a dust cart and bin it into the council building? So well, you never know with him. He's a bit of a loon. He's good. The reason I like Stansfield, we were doing some kind of some stuff during the transfer window and he was one of the ones that we'd looked at and then. One of our Hornets down in Exeter, and a big hello to Ryan, went, have a look at Stansfield on loan yeah. from Fulham. He basically watched him at Exeter, said, really good player. Mm-hmm. He's also the son of his dad passed away, but he was a, yeah. an absolute Exeter legend. He goes down there, scores a hat-trick on his debut for Exeter. It, it was all written in the stars. Mm-hmm. And we were looking at him and going, oh, yeah, no, that would be useful. And needless to say, the next day you went and signed him and crushed those <laughs> hopes and dreams. Anyway, we'll get on to hopes and dreams in, in a bit. Are you playing mainly a sort of a four-four-two shape? That seems to be the reports, but reports can vary from the reality. Yeah, it seems to be more of like a 4-2-3-1 with Stansfield's been playing just behind the striker, more of a cam role. We have Sunjic and Bielik that are playing more as CDMs and don't really get over the halfway line. And then it's very much the four in attack are the attackers and they get back every now and then, but they're predominantly the ones that just stay forward and attack. So more, but we can switch to a 4-4-2 if needed as well. So we've got that flexibility in the team as well now. That's good, that's good. And Bielik, here has been the difference between yours and our transfer windows. When we've signed players with long-term injury problems, they've done the right thing and retained that injury for quite <laughs> long periods. Whereas you go and sign Bielik, who had, I think it wasn't one, I think it was two ACLs he suffered at Derby. Yeah. And he come, he's coming in and, uh, you know, I mean, pff, crikey, you know, all, all, all good hope to him. I hope he does well. Didn't he score a goal for uh, against you? He um, did, yeah. He scored it. One of his games for, for Derby. Last minute bicycle kick. Yes, that was it. Yeah, and it was. Oh, so it you've was had your revenge by going and grabbing him. Well done. Exactly. This, exactly. This is, well done. Yeah. You also signed in uh, Dion Sanderson, who you'd had last year, mm. if I remember rightly. Yes. Um, what What was two point three, two point five million, something like that? Is yeah, that, that. Is he doing well? I think so. Yeah, he's captain now. He's come straight in. I think we had him two seasons on loan. I want to say, and yeah, we've signed him permanently now. And he's come in, and John Eustace has made him captain straight away. And he's putting in captain's performances for sure. Um, obviously, he's been around the club without actually being with us, definitely. But he's young. He's really hungry. You can see it. He's constantly putting in really hard tackles, which we like to see. So yeah, definitely value for money. I would say. Good stuff. And in terms of the players, obviously, you let go. There's Tahith Chong, who you ripped the arse out of Luton Town for four and a half million pounds. Well done. Well done indeed. I couldn't quite get over the sight of him and Hannibal both playing in the same team. And and we had Hamza Chowdhury as well. Mm -hmm. At one point, it just looked like uh, some kind of convention that hairdressers do. But do you think he's good enough for the Premiership? Um, I'm not sure. I was, when he left, I was gutted. That he left because I, I really liked him. He wasn't a Premier League player then, but he was always a player that 
he would always put in 100%. I know when we got him from Man United, I thought, oh, he's going to be another tricky winger that doesn't really do a lot and might get the odd piece of skill out of him. But after the first game, like he, he's really strong for a winger. I think Luton are playing him in central midfield now. Yeah, rather yeah, than yeah, out yeah. Wing. And he, he puts himself about, does sometimes fall seem to fall over the ball rather than take it with him. Um, that's... that's, but, that's- that's a typical Luton training tack characteristic. They'll have got that into him in no time at all. There are very heavy pockets of gravity at Kenilworth Road, and they always fall over yeah. those. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think he suits Luton well in that he will just run and run. But as I say, it's sad to see him go. But then when I saw the players we brought in to replace him, it was like, yeah, see ya. Enjoy Luton, but we're ready to move on. Uh, no, the words enjoy loot and have never been used in the same sentence before. <laughs> That's a complete anomaly. We're not having any of that. No, not at all, not at all, not at all. So it seems, and last season when we were talking to people, everybody was like, the championship was down and dour. And this year we, we spoke to Plymouth and Plymouth were clearly very happy to be here, this rarefied atmosphere. And everybody seems a little bit happier, except for us, but you'll find out about that later. But never mind. We get to Saturday then. I'm sure the Blues will be, you always do, bring a few and you're always yeah. quite vocal in terms of that we're going to get on to where what we say is where the rubber hits the road and this is where the entire professional level of quality so far dips into the loo stand as by we- do not scratch your eyes hi this is tommy mooney and you're listening to the do not scratch your eyes podcast as a person with a very deep voice i'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And the completely rubbish DNSYE prediction league. I've been thinking about this. I think you ought to warn guests before we start recording about this rather than doing it while we're recording. Because you think putting this up says the completely it doesn't even begin begin to describe it, Peter. I I honestly think, and it also gives them an option whether they want to come on or not. Because I always feel like we're holding them hostage a little bit at this point. Enjoy this, Josh. This bit does go on a little bit, I'm afraid. If at any point you're chained to a radiator during this it, it'll just complete the experience yeah, for you exactly um, a, a few years ago we decided that because everybody does a prediction we thought no what we're going to do is we're going to keep a tally and see how this goes so last year we played all the way through to the final game despite universal lack of appeal but we did it nonetheless despite the letters just it was leading yeah. Justin was leading, but the EFL came through and snatched it. And it's the EFL that you will be predicting for tonight. And at the point that point we had Carl 
predicting, we had Justin predicting, we had the EFL predicting. It was a happier time. It was a simpler <laughs> time. But no, we've gone and fucked that up as well. So what we now have is a league table that stands like this. There are seven levels of prediction. We even occasionally have people turning around saying, when, when we crowbar in a tourist resort somewhere near Stoke, who say, if you get the prediction, we'll give you some tickets. Well, of course yeah. we'll get it right. We're having seven goes at this, right? So Justin is at the top, having having predicted a draw, but not the three-all draw we got against Coventry. Mm. JP Backgammon FC, don't worry, all of this will become stupidly clear, Josh, is on five points, as is EFL. You are sitting pretty nicely. The 1-1 prediction is not available for you. That stands in its own right, simply because it would have won outright very comfortably last season. So we took it away. You took it away. Has, has phoned in his prediction. We will hear that in a little bit later. Artificial stupidity, which is simply random nonsense. We also have, and finally, Jarvis Cocker Spaniel is at the moment on three points. However, we must remember that Jarvis Cocker Spaniel entered the field late due to international duty and being a Cocker Spaniel you, dog you, and has only <laughs> taken part in two games. Dear listener, Josh looks Are you totally bemused at this point and rightly all will be revealed. Don't worry. It, this all looks like... Shally. Yeah. Shally. This is, this, don't worry. It's not going to get any better, but but we'll keep going nonetheless. Let's have a look at the first one of these predictions. Let's go across to John Parslow, who who wanders all over the place, but it's a home game today, so that's not too bad. And his prediction using a backgammon board. Predictions League game week six. And we're back at Vicarage Road. What a crazy game last week with Wesley Hoot scoring an own goal, forcing all Watford fans to consider, has anyone ever scored such a bizarre goal as that? The Coventry fans gave us the answer... And they started serenading who after the goal. And it was, of course. But, but no, it wasn't the ghost goal against Reading. that was John Eustace's greatest ever own goal. It was when he was playing for Derby, while still a Watford player, and managed to head one into the net against us. Fucking Eustace indeed. Well, the dice are ready. It's Watford to go first. In you go, boys. Watford need this. Three minus one. That's two for Watford. How can Birmingham respond? Dice in. Here goes Birmingham. Can John use his work his magic? Five minus three. And that's two. So there we have it. A two-two draw. Cheers, Mr. Eustace. So there you go. The first Desmond of the week, Desmond Tutu. Sorry, Josh. This is just how it goes here. We started this off and people said, oh, if you're going to make it worse, I think I could do this backgammon thing. Now they've got sound effects. They've got Scrabble sets. Last week, you ain't. You ain't seen nothing yet, mate. You ain't seen nothing. Somewhere about three miles away, so he could have Highfield Road as a reference to Coventry's old ground. It's all very strange. It's all very strange indeed. Random nonsense or artificial stupidity drew Watford 1, Birmingham City 2. So we've had a two-all a, a two draw and a 2-1 to the Blues. Now, I did mention uh, Jarvis Cocker Spaniel, and basically a couple of weeks ago, somebody said, I think I could join him with my Cocker Spaniel. And we went, all right then, and he did it, and he only fucking went and won it, didn't he? He predicted it straight away, which we went, okay, you're in, come on, straight away. Here we go. Welcome back to Jarvis's prediction for this week. We're back at the Vic, as you can see, and it's against Birmingham City. 
Now, it, we're recording this on the Saturday, a week before the actual game, and it's boiling hot today. So, as you can see, no shirts today. I know, yeah. Jarvis has received some appearance money. He's invested in some cups now instead of uh, bottle tops. And we're going to try and do something a little bit different. We're going to try and do it like a, a Ben Foster GoPro angle. You're going to pick your first one, mate. Pick your first one. Pick one. Yeah, pick one. Straight away, he's gone for... He's gone for that one. So, what? so that's Watford 2. Which is the next one you're going to knock over, mate? He's determined to get that one. Which one are you going for? He got it. He's got it here. He's knocked this one over. Oh, Birmingham 3. That's Watford 2, Birmingham 3. There you go. All the votes are going for Birmingham. This is not good. Yeah. This is not good. Oh, it's very good, one way or two. By the way, um, by the way, got to say, well done for playing the streets in the background there. Fit, but you know it. He's always got local music in the background. So the commentary had the specials. We've got the streets for Birmingham. It could be interesting what he does for Leeds, probably the Kaiser Chiefs, something. I'm not going to give him clues, but it's very interesting <laughs> that he's doing this. It's, it's very good. Very impressed. Well done. Basically, we've taken cocking about to very high levels and other people are joining in for no apparent reason. So there we go. So we have, let's have a look at this. We've got I'll three, leave my two. pen here, don't I? Yeah, you do. You need a pen here. More complicated than it ever needs to be. But yeah, that's the very much so. Yeah. Random nonsense has gone two one to Birmingham. Jarvis has gone a three two. We just we just call him Jarvis now. He's a cocker spaniel who's doing a prediction league. Why wouldn't we? And of course, John's backgammon set has predicted two all. Now before we go to you normally we would go to our guest first of all however i did mention that one of our number isn't here and that that's carl who is on holiday so we took his prediction earlier on and therefore we may have duplicate numbers so carlos at at home to birmingham on the 16th what do you think the score will be and of course this time predicting in advance it's a fairly free vote for you Go for yeah, you want. yeah, I'll be about nine litres deep in sangria during that time. <laughs> I will go Birmingham are flying this season, so I, I think they might carry it on. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go for a Desmond. So I think there'll be some goals. I think there'll be some goals in that game. Yeah, it's so I'm going to go Watford two, Birmingham two. This is already exciting. We had for the first three games lived in a Desmondless world, and now Desmonds are back for the last three. <laughs> A Desmond is a fine thing, and we enjoy it very much. We enjoy it so much, we've got it twice this week. <laughs> oh, dear. Josh, oh, oh, thank you for waiting so patiently. Yeah, well, I, I'm surprised you're still here. would have done. Uh, <laughs> oh, the fuck's oh, off. Bearing in mind, there's, international, away. <laughs> there's international football available for you too, which is only just slightly less entertaining than this, I do grant you that. But never mind. The Blues travel to Vicarage Road for Saturday. You're on a you're on a good run, unbeaten in the leagues. What are you forecasting? You cannot have two all. You cannot have three two to Birmingham. You cannot have two one to Birmingham. What are you going to go for? My prediction still stands that I did on our podcast the other day. Everyone else has gone for goals, but I'm just going to go for a one nil win to Blues. I think we've kept a lot of clean sheets so far this season. I think we've only conceded about three goals. We've scored in every game, so I think that's going to continue. So I'm going to go one nil to the Blues. So we got a one nil to the Blues, Justin. What, what are you doing there? You, I'm writing like these down. down. Something, and you're 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 applying <laughs> some kind of scientific method. To I'm this writing crap. them down, doing? Peter, because it's there's too many of these scores now, and I don't want to repeat what everybody else has done, as I'm not allowed. As yes. 
he's not allowed. No. Basically, last year, he kept going one all. Carl and our <laughs> EFL people would just basically go for one all just to upset him, which was always funny. But it come was. on then, what are right. you going to do? Top of the table, only one direction to go in? Yes, I think I'm enjoying this new number nine. I think he's going to score a couple. That's what I think is going to happen. I also think that Georgie Check for Dadsy is going to start playing well as well. I've got a feeling about him. So I am going to go, Peter, for 3-1 Watford. Oh, my God. I know. Uh, I know. Uh, I know. Uh, Write it down. I, Get it in I your spreadsheet. No, <laughs> no, we are going to have points being allocated one way or other because Justin, in a fit of optimism, yes. which normally is crushed by around, oh, I don't know, 20 to 5 on a Saturday, <laughs> is claiming that it's going to be a 3-1 Watford win. We have a series of one goal wins. We've got a one nil from the EFL there under Josh. We've got we've got Jarvis going for three two, and we've got random nonsense going for two one. And of course, one all has mysteriously gone one all. And of course, we've had a couple of Desmonds. We've got a couple of Desmonds, not just one, but two Desmonds, which is pleasing in a way. Which is from Carl and John's Backgammon FC. Excellent news indeed. We will look to see how everything goes and take it from there. On Saturday, on the spaces, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be un- unbearably excited because there's points to be allocated, Justin. This is exciting. <laughs> I look forward to seeing you being excited, Peter. It'd be the first time, perhaps, this season <laughs> that we've had excitement after a match. But that's, that's, that's another inadvisable. Yeah, sentence, yes, it is. Yes, perhaps we'll edit that one out. Anyways, there we are. So that was that's over now. You'll be pleased to know you haven't got to uh, watch any more strange things happening. No, no more cocker spaniels no in flat caps or uh, men with backgammon sets or anything like that. So that's put that bit to, bit to bed. Just to talk a little bit about Saturday, are you coming down to the game at all? Unfortunately, I'm no, no. I will be. I'll be watching it somewhere. Um, yes. Down notes, but yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't get a ticket. We seem to be selling out everything at the moment. Every game seems to sell out instantly. Okay. Fortunately, not going to be there. Few so of you as, coming as down. a couple of questions, then. As a couple of questions, the ground. Obviously, now you've got your new ownership. Yes. Is there some movement in getting that lower tier kind of all sorted out and stuff? So yes. Unfortunately, the company that were doing the stadium renovations went into administration a couple of weeks ago. So that had to stop. Literally had workers putting down tools and walking out. But I think in the past couple of days, the owners have come out and gone, already we've got someone new and it's starting again. Just shows again how amazing these new owners are and that if it was the old owners, we'd still be here next year with no one working on it, wherein within the space of about two weeks, they've already sorted someone and started it again. I think they said hopefully by Christmas, the full ground should be back up. They've done about half of behind the goal, uh, behind the one goal with, they've got the new safe standing seats. Oh, um, right. Gone up, but they we're not actually allowed people in it yet until they've done the full way across. But that's going to be amazing when that's done. But yeah, about Christmas time, it should all be done. So looking forward to that for definite. Very good, very good. It probably goes without saying that Birmingham City are the quintessential sleeping giant. Easily, in my experience, the bigger club within Birmingham in terms of numbers of supporters within Birmingham. It's almost like Everton in Liverpool is is you guys in in the city and more Villa from outside. That's my experience of it. But if you can get yourself going, wow, that would really be something. We meet again on the 16th of March currently. Obviously, Sky will come in and fuck it up and move it to, I don't know, midnight on a Wednesday or something for convenience purposes. Where do you reckon, by around March, where whereabouts do you reckon you might be? 
I would reckon anywhere 12th to about 9th, probably. That's where I'm hoping, so that's where I'm going to hopefully put us. I think if you ask most Blues fans, they will say this season that we just want mid-table to be able to just consolidate, build on next season. You get the odd fan that will go, no, we want promotion, we want to be in the Premier League, but I think we've been so used to scraping it on the last day that being safe by March time, maybe a bit earlier, would definitely be happy for us. So I'd say when we play you again, if we're anywhere mid-table, top half, I'd take that straight away. There you go. Very good. Very good. If wherever we are, we'll all be split and people will be throwing toys out of prams one way or one other. Or New manager, probably. Oh, you'd oh, wait, you'd wait to oh, the oh, end. Just, hold on, let's have a look. 28 yeah. minutes for... Mostly, that's 28 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, it's normally 28 I seconds. Couldn't, I couldn't hold it in any longer. No. Oh, so well. No. That's <laughs> a, it's like Tourette's, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We measured him in seconds, literally. It was just... <laughs> yeah. He was bursting to get yeah. out. Yeah, and, and I think that's a full house as well. I don't think we've had one yet not mentioned that on our uh, previews either. So uh, I'm pleased that the tradition is being held up. It's not simply say, please mention it. People just do it anyway. But uh, yeah, it's good to it's know. Like rocking up outside somebody's house and finding a 50 pound note on the floor you've got to pick it up exactly that exactly that yeah exactly excellent josh it's been great talking to you thank you very much for coming on do not scratch your eyes good luck for the rest of the season apart from 16th of march and this saturday peter you look like you want to say something well no i was just going to say for for anybody who's listening to this who wants to to look and and see what other stuff that blues focus are doing where where can we find blues focus on all social media platforms just type either Blues Focus or Blues Focus TV and we'll come up. You can see podcasts, previews like this one, match reactions, loads of different stuff. There's somebody who does previews like this one. Oh, my God. They sound more organised than us, though, Peter. Yes, we we (laughs) frown on XG and analysis. (laughs) I don't even know what that stands for. Anyway, thank you very much for coming on and uh, we will catch you in March for the reverse fixture. Uh, Cheers for coming on Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.